0: It's Thursday night, weekly food for the soul, Bible study sessions with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight, we are in the Apple Valley studio for critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ to be in the located 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Nine zero 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 one. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be deeply, deeply going back into what we were into last week. And we want to thank you guys for supporting us so so very, very much. We truly appreciate that that you guys support us in every way, shape, and form that you do. Appreciate that to the fullest. Without any shadow of a doubt, we wanna say thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Who are supporting us as you have been doing it the long haul tonight, Dr. Mo will be getting into the realm of the Holy Ghost. He will be breaking down all the walls and the barriers and doing what best is the afternoon. So, if you don't know what the Holy Ghost is and you don't know how it is a divine restoration and purpose for your life, that's why you should listen in tonight. He will break it all down that and everything that has to go with it. What I know is to keep your it, it, it's the keeper and the comforter that God left us because He said He would never leave us nor forsake us, so He left us with a comforter, like a big blanket that He left us with. And as long as we follow in His footsteps and follow His commandments and do His will, our divine purpose and restoration shall always be restored and renewed. Ladies and gentlemen, of the man of the hour, the honorable Dr. Bishop of God.
1: Thank you tonight. God bless you again, Amen, for my announcer, bring us on tonight. God bless you in Radio Land. This is this is another day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice there already It's good, Amen, is to be able is to talk about the word of God. Amen. As we experience so much other things in the world going on, tragedy. The God word is the only thing is here going to abide. We are going right into the word of God tonight. We're going to pick up, amen, from where we left off on last week. And as my announcer says, amen, we were talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And I would like to say, amen. Since you have been a believer, have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you have been a believer, have you received the Holy Ghost? Well, according to the Word of God, we're going to see tonight. In Luke, amen, the 24th chapter, I'm going to give you some highlights tonight, amen, to let you know where we came from. The 24th chapter of the book of St. Luke, verse 45 and 49 says, Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the Scripture and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye shall be witness of these things, And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endowed with power from on high. And while Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Acts 19 and 4 and 6 says, Then says Peter and John. They verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the peoples, They should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hand upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they began to speak with other tongues and prophesy. We, amen, want to pick up where we left off at amen. There are steps, amen, to complete salvation. There are steps to complete salvation. The first thing amen that one must do amen, that is to believe on Jesus Christ that's number one, we must believe on Jesus Christ number two we we must repent repentance is necessary if we don't repent, we can't get through to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number three, baptism is essential. You got to be baptized, and you got to be baptized in the right way. You must go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Then the Lord told them, how they receive the Holy Ghost. He told them, Go and tarry. Go to Jerusalem and stay there until you be endowed with power from on high. The word of God have not changed. According to Saint Luke twenty four forty-seven, and that repentance and remission of sin. Should be preached in his name And we know tonight Amen Repentance means Change one mind And purpose Come to a right Understanding Have a genuine change Of heart And life From worse to better It is so important, amen, when we come to Jesus that we must repent. And we must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. Jesus died that the world through him might be saved from sin. When we, by the word, When we might, the word might be saved from sin. The word of God recognizes that we are sinners, and we are enemies of the cross of Christ, and that we have we we have need of a savior. We should repent, forsake our sinful acts. And commit our lives to God, Godless sorrow bring true repentance. Tonight, amen, these are steps that we have to take is the complete salvation. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost Speaking in other tongues have the Spirit of God Give us utterance We're going to amen And see what the word of God says Many people don't believe That they have to go that far But let us amen And see what God's word says After we are baptized It is Amen He said to be baptized, and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. It started at Jerusalem, amen. Repentance. St. Luke 24 and 47. Remission means to dismiss, discharge, or set free. This can be accomplished only through the name of Jesus. That's why, amen, it is so important, amen, to go down in the right name when you're baptized. Only through the name of Jesus can your sin be forgiven. Now, on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood. Peter told the Jews to repent and be baptized In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, for the forgiveness of your sin, for the removing of your sin, Acts 2 and 38, Jesus has stated that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among nations. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24 and 47, this is exactly what Peter did in the preaching baptism for the remission of sin in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to take the word of God. Listen to the word of God. He says, "In the name of Jesus Christ." Have you been down in Jesus' name? Our sins are remitted when we are bear- when we are baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Making baptism. Necessary to our salvation Not only is water baptism necessary But the formal Use In our baptism Is utmost important For sin Are remitted only through water baptism In the name of Jesus Christ Don't go down in no other name the name of Jesus Christ is the only name that we are to be baptized in. Don't take that to more word, Read it as I give you the scriptures tonight. Now as they believed it and they were baptized, Acts 22 and 16 says, And now, why tarry thou? Arise. After you've been told what to do, why are you waiting? Why are you tarrying? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thou sin, calling on the name of the Lord. As Acts 22 and 16. As repenters, repenting of sin, I confess. Our commitment is made to live for God. However, the record of our sin is not removed until baptism. The record of our sin is removed only as we submit to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. then they are no longer to be remembered against us. It is important to go down in the right name. We see the illustration in the tabernacle, in the wilderness. The altar represented death. Where the blood was shed, the laver was washed or cleaned, symbolizing the baptism before the priest moved on into the sanctuary. Faith by the promise. They had faith and they believed Jesus. Luke 24 49 says, and behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you. Now, Amen. You said, "I believe Jesus. I accept Him as my Lord and Savior." That's my faith. Now you got to be baptized. Then the Lord said, "I will send my promise, the promise of my Father, upon you." It is God's plan for every believer to receive the Holy Ghost. To receive the Holy Ghost is as numb as responding, repenting, and being baptized. It is a supernatural experience that cannot be explained to the current man This is something that the Lord has to do Himself. It is a supernatural power that comes within every born again believer that man cannot explain, especially a calm minded man who thinks that is not necessary to go through these challenges. But the Bible is letting us know. However, it is God's promise to all believers, not to some believers. But God promised this thing to all believers. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost tonight. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You're going to receive power. You're going to receive a supernatural power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Well, the promises is unto you and to your children and to all that are for all, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Acts 2 and 39. We are those who were for all. Amen. From the day of Pentecost, we are those that were for all, but the Lord is still in feeling. His people with the gift of the Holy Ghost Speak in another tongue As a spirit giving us utterance Remember he said the promise Is unto you And to your children And unto those that are poor Joel Chapter 2 and 28 says And it shall come to pass Afterward that I will pour out my spirit up on all flesh. Joel prophesied for the outpouring of the spirit. For Peter quoted this verse, a scripture in his sermon at Pentecost. These are the last days. And God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Those who have faith in God's promise shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for all who will believe God and receive it. That's part of your salvation. The Holy Ghost is for all, all A-L-L. Who will believe God and receive Don't you let nobody Tell you the Holy Ghost Is not for you Read the word of God How they receive the Holy Ghost They tarry According to Acts 1 and 14 These all Continued With one accord In prayer and supplication They stayed there they obeyed the word of God. After the Lord opened up their understanding, they obeyed the word of God. They met the Jerusalem and they stayed there until they was in Dava with power from on high. They had accepted Jesus as their Savior. They obeyed him through water baptism, but they was not filled with the Holy Ghost. They tarried, tarried. They're and praying. It's certainly one of the sure ways of receiving the Holy Ghost. Amen. Go before the Lord, and wait on him. Get your mind concentrated on the Lord. Receive something that you have never received before. Many have found... It's necessary to tarry in prayer for proper preparation for themselves before receiving the Holy Ghost. God will feel the hunger seeker when he meets the condition. There is a condition before you can receive the Holy Ghost, amen, there is a condition that you got to meet. Your mind got to be really made up that you want this thing. You got to lay all foolishness and folly foolish on the outside because the Lord ain't not going to come into you with foolishness. And you can't just confess the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, amen, comes to you in evidence. Comes to you in this supernatural power to let you know it's not you, but it is the Lord himself. It's control of you, control of your mouth, control of your tongue. He you come in and be control of your whole body. We sometimes allow obstacles to stand in our way of receiving the blessing. We allow people sometimes to tell us, well, you don't accept Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. Listen, Amen, to the word of God. You got to go a little further. You got to go a little bit further than just accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord. The Bible tells us these signs shall follow them that believe it. If you're a believer tonight, the sign's gonna be there. The evidence gonna be there. You've got to get out of doubt for weak faith. So I believe that, amen, the Holy Ghost is not for us today. It's possible it is only for certain people to receive the gift. We must believe with we must believe without doubting. Amen. Now no matter what people say, Amen. I well it's not for us today. It's not in our dispensation of time. That ain't what the Bible said. He said, the promise is unto you and unto your children and to those that are far off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for every believer. On the day of Pentecost, amen, all 120, amen, was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. I'm talking about this Holy Ghost. It is for all to receive it. Joel the prophet specified the age. He says for the young, it's for the slave, it's for the free men and women, as future recipients of the spirit. Peter added to Joel, proclaiming by proclaiming that the present and future generations of believers were. To be included in the promise, our point. He even committed that distance was no barrier to the Lord, for he will also fear those who are afar off, afar off, that's you and I. Acts two and thirty nine. The experience of the spirit is to all flesh, not some flesh, but all flesh. If you hunger and thirst after right, likeness, you shall be filled. No ethnic group or race is excluded. It's for everybody: black, white, yellow. Never yeah, what color you is, it's for everybody. I'm talking about this Holy ghost, including amen. the point out he even commented the distance was no barrier to the Lord, for he will also fear those who are far off the experience amen. Ah, the Spirit is to all flesh. It is extended to all societies, economically and politically. Groups, in fact, it is promised to anyone who truly desires to receive the Holy Ghost ever who you are, if you desire to receive the Holy Ghost, it's for you. It's for you. Is the Spirit only to be pulled out upon those who are worthy? No. Ephesians state, and you have keep quickly whom were dead, in your trespassing and sin. Ephesians 2 and 1. Quickly means you are made alive. It is through the infilling of God's Spirit that He has made us spiritually alive. When you receive this Holy Ghost, you come to be alive. You don't realize that you're not alive until, amen, God, do this supernatural thing in you. The Spirit is poured out upon people who are unworthy and spirits are dead in their trespassing of sin. He explained that we were made alive together with Christ while we were still dead in our sin. Ephesians 2 and 5, verse 8 and verse 9 of the same chapter further explain that we are not saved by ourselves, although our own human effort. No man will ever be able to Stand in God's presence Due to his own works You can't save yourself You got to be as Jesus told Nicodemus You got to be born again You must be born again I don't care how good a work you do It's not good enough The Lord Jesus has to change you Lest any man should boast Ephesians 2 and 9, salvation is a gift. All you got to do is follow the amen, the dialogues of the commandments of the Lord, amen. Salvation is a gift. It is not to self-righteousness. It ain't to self-righteousness, but to one who, like the publican, will pray. With repentance. The publican knew that he was a sinner. He wouldn't hold his head up. But he confessed to the Lord, I'm just a sinner. Save me, Lord. God, mercy to be a sinner. St. Luke 18 13 and 14. Now, finally, when the right time came, to prophesy of the Jewel. Joel and the other Old Testament prophets, He was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. God chose a time when the world situation and condition world really was ready for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, amen, God knows when to pour the Holy Spirit out upon you. It is for you. You wait upon the Lord. You may not never know when it's coming, but it's for you. Moreover, Jesus had told his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit and instructed them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. Wait on the Spirit. We're running before the Lord, amen. We don't want to wait on the Spirit. We want to confess him that I haven't received it, and we don't have baptized, but we don't want to wait on the Holy Ghost. What was the backdrop for the outpouring of, on the day of Pentecost? First, first, they had to do something. There was obedience to the commandment of God. You've got to be obedient to the commandment of God. The Lord Jesus told them to return to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem until they were endowed with power from on high. St. Luke 24 and 49. you got to be obedient. That's the first thing you got to do. Secondly, they were organized, and unity was among the Assembly of the believers Acts 1 and 14 through 26 And Acts 2 and 1 You got to be organized If there is a group of you That is seeking for the Lord You got to come together And put down, lay down Everything but Jesus And be hungry To ask Jesus to fear you Third They were praying, prayer, and supplication with me. Acts 1 and 14. The the disciples worshiped, and they prayed, and they blessed God. St. Luke 24, 52 and 53. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, their praises were known abroad, and they spoke in other tongues, Acts 2, 4 and 12. Their loud praises in other tongues attracted a cloud of several thousand on the outside. It wasn't nothing, amen, that was here. It was loud, and they were praising God because they spoke in a different language than they had ever spoken before. It was an anointing there. It was a power there. After he received the Holy Ghost, Peter preached an anointing message from God's Word. Peter used the prophecy of Joel and some to explain the resurrection of Jesus. The infilling of the Holy Ghost, and the identifying of Jesus when he finished his conviction group, it gripped the heart of his audience. who asked men and brethren, what shall we do Act and thirty seven Peter answered, Repent and be baptized." every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, father the mission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's Acts 2 and 38. Have they obeyed the Lord? says Acts 2, 2 and 4, say, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house, where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them others. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you believe have you spoken a new tongue? I'm talking about you, people that say you're a Christian. You're on your way to heaven. You're not repented of your sin? And I pray that you've been baptized in Jesus' name. You got to go a little bit further. The writer said we got to eat the whole road. You can't eat part of the word of God. You've got to eat all of it. Maybe it's sweet in your mouth, but bitter in your belly, but you've got to eat the whole road. Speaking in tongues is accomplished. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, not only this day, but it is a normal sign that occurs when someone receives the Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, when the Lord baptizes you with fire, you are amen. You want to receive amen. That anointing amen that's in that fire. You can't control your tongue because it is the Lord that got a hold to that tongue. We often refer to speaking speaking in tongues as the initial physical evidence of the infilling of the spirit and this is the only sign of physical evidence given in the Bible speaking in tongues Jewish believers that believe, uh, the Jewish believed that Cornelius and other Gentiles in Caesarea had received the Holy Ghost. Acts 10 44, 46. And the 12 men of Ephesus, they spoke in tongues. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, Acts nineteen and six. How do you know you got the Holy Ghost? You gonna speak in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God give you of it. The account of the Samaritan. They received the Spirit, received it. It was revealed that even when the people believed and were baptized. They did not receive the Holy Ghost until Peter and John laid hands upon them. How they how did they know that these Samaritan believed had not received the Holy Ghost? Apparently, they were watching for a sign. And the only sign given in the Bible to indicate. That a person has received The Holy Ghost is speaking In other tongues I'm talking about the Holy Ghost That is the fullness that, Amen to complete your salvation Listen at the word of God Tonight If you have not Received the Holy Ghost It's for you No matter how long you say, I've been saved, and I've been serving the Lord, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, speaking in another tongue of the Spirit of God, give you utterance, it's still for you. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore that person's gift. The Lord said, I will not leave you comfortless." But I will send the comfort back unto you. The comfort, of amen, is the Holy Ghost. Giving you security, amen, that He with you. Amen, He anointed you and let you speak in a language that you never knew. Praise the Lord. Let you know, amen, that He will with you. An individual the verse of Scripture must be interpreted in the light of the whole. In other words, mm-hmm. if other verses of Scripture in the New Testament show people receiving the Holy Ghost with the accomplishment, omission, evidence of speaking in other tongues, then it is appropriate to assume that speaking in tongues was the accomplished sign of the Holy Ghost in the days of the Samaritan as well. They heard them speaking of the tongue. That was a sign. My God. Moreover, amen. A sign of speaking in tongues as the recipient of the Holy Ghost, amen, is specified, stated in Acts 10, and part of it, speaking in in tongue is still the only sign given today when people receive the Holy Ghost. I ask many people, "Amen? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe?" Something. Yeah, I don't receive the Holy Spirit. With the side behind it, have you spoken an unknown tongue since you believe because the word of God tells you that is the evidence that you receive what you call the Holy Spirit something- amazing occurred at the other point, of the spirit at Samaritan Simon the He was so impressed by what he saw that he offered money to the apostles to give him the power to fill people with the Holy Ghost. He was a sorcerer. He did tricks, but that thing you call the Holy Ghost was so powerful. He wanted to buy the Holy Ghost. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. It's not for sale. You just got to come hungry and thirsty for it like everybody else and repent of your sin and the Lord will give you the Holy Ghost. It is a gift unto you. Whatsoever he saw accomplish the Holy Ghost baptism it must have seen a demonstration and sensation since he desired to purchase the power of this gift. People today, they desire, amen, and if they could buy it, amen, they could buy it. But the Holy Ghost is not for sale. That's off limit. Amen. If you want that power, you're going to have to go to the Lord for your own self. Nobody can give that to you. you got to seek the Lord for yourself. Oh, praise the Lord. This thing blesses my soul tonight. Amen. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judah. And in submersive And unto the other part Of the earth Everywhere you go When you don't receive the Holy Ghost You're going to be witness The Holy Ghost is going to bear witness That you don't receive that supernatural power Hallelujah I thank God, amen, for one day One day, one day He filled me with that power Oh yes, I went down in his name But I didn't have that power I had repentance of my sin, but I didn't have that power. But I obeyed, as the scripture said. I stayed there. I stayed there. Tiring, waiting on him. Asking him to come in and feel me. Pride gets in your way sometimes. You don't want to stay there and wait on him. Sometimes it's not overnight. Sometimes you got to stay there until you meet the condition. And only Jesus knows when you have met that condition that he can come into you. You might get a blessing. We call that going for as deafening. You get an anointing. You feel good. You may come with a clover tongue. Seem like that's it, but that's not it. You gotta stay there until you speak with a plain language. The Samaritan received the spirit. The prophecy of Joel was not only for the day of Pentecost and the Jews, but also for the spirit to be given to all flesh is for you and I today. Don't be satisfied. Look at the word of God. If you don't have it, seek the Lord first. This is, amen, what makes you alive. There are many ministers, amen, that know the word of God and preach the word of God, but they have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And another will kill it. But the spirit maketh alive. You can tell a God sent minister for somebody that is proclaiming salvation and have never received that supernatural power. Thus this prophecy, it included the Jews, it included the Samaritan, and it included the Gentiles. All flesh, no matter who you are, the Holy Ghost is for you. I am encouraging you, amen, while the blood is running warm in your veins. Don't give up, don't get satisfied because you reclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You may have been baptized and you may not have been baptized. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You got to go all the way. You got to take every step that there is that Jesus says. The average Jew Jew of Jesus' day would have excluded the Samaritan from receiving any of God's promise. You know, amen, the average Jew would in, in Jesus' day because the Jew, uh, 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 the Samaritan and the Jew didn't get along with each other. There was a hatred there. Bro, God knocked that thing out of socket. They heard them speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave them uttering. Although God had chosen Abraham and his descendants as a special people. God intended to bless all nations and people through them. Genesis 12 and 3. But the Hebrews they failed not only to live for God. but also to fulfill their mission of blessing others. They fail. They fail to live for God, and they, they, they fail to hold up their mission, amen, to bless others. Instead of being humble and obedient, they became proud and arrogant, and they became selfish for well, their spiritual heritage rather than spreading it to all nations. Don't you be like that. If God has this good gift to you, don't you be selfish. Tell everybody about it. Tell them, amen, that the Holy Ghost is for them. I don't care how long you say you've been in church and and somebody else, amen, you know, have not received that Holy Ghost. Tell them, amen, you must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Speaking in another tongue, as the Spirit of God give you utterance. The Samaritan came into being at the time of the Assyrian captivity, about 721 B.C. The Assyrians replaced the Hebrews with foreigners. But they also left Hebrew priests to teach the foreigners the way of God. The Samaritan added their own interpretation and device to the worship of Jehovah. You see, a lot of folks today is adding their own interpretation to the word of God. But the Bible says, don't you change the word of God. If you change the word of God, he says, i will your name out. Let the word of God be yea, yea, and nay, nay. The Samaritan added their own interpretation to the worshiping of Jehovah. When the Hebrew returned from captivity, the two groups of people, they clashed over religion. And the Jews refused to recognize their worship, Uh, to socialize, to intermingle with them. We got the same thing today. If you are not of a certain set, some folks don't want to have fellowship with you. But I'm going to tell you, as the word of God says, on the day of Pentecost, he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. He broke all boundaries. It's for everybody. Oh, thank God for it tonight. Amen. No matter whether you're a Methodist, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're a Baptist, whether you're a Church of God in Christ. It don't make no difference It's for everybody uh, The Jews They got selfish They refused to recognize their worship or uh, To socialize The intermingle with them But Jesus ministered To the Samaritan And promised them the infilling Of the Holy Ghost St. John 4 and 10 Jesus, amen, filled them with the Holy Ghost like he filled anybody else. Just because the Jews were his chosen people. God is not like man. His ways is not like man. During the period of persecution in which Saul, last known as Paul, the apostle, he tarried his best to suppress the church Philip of the seven Chose to serve tables Went to Samaritan And held a revival According to Acts 1 8 and 1 And 25 The Samaritan believed the gospel And were baptized In the name of Jesus Christ However They did not receive the Holy Ghost, until Peter and John came and laid hands on them. Thus the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the Samaritan fulfilled both the Old Testament prophecy and Joel and the promise of Jesus. God bless you, my time and out tonight. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you,
0: receive the Holy Ghost. That was powerful coming from Dr. Mark. I told you it would be good talking about the Holy Ghost that comes for our next week. Well, until next time, you guys call back in for next week. We'll be back next Wednesday and Thursday. We love you with the love of Jesus. God bless. Bye-bye.